How do you stay entertained? With a tablet in one hand and a remote in the other, a consolidated communications internet and TV bundle puts all the entertainment at your fingertips. Ask us how to get TV service free for three months. With long-lasting discounts and a 30-day money-back guarantee, what do you have to lose? Limited time offer. Visit consolidated.com slash CCI bundle for details. Consolidated Communications, connecting you better. Services not available in all areas. Terms and conditions apply. Don't go out. Go all out in the all-new Toyota Highlander. Amplify your style with a captivating exterior and available 20-inch alloy rims. Amplify your comfort with available premium leather interior and ventilated seats. Or amplify your groove with an available booming 11-speaker JBL audio system. You can even amplify your crew with roomy seating for up to eight, five USB ports, and available Wi-Fi connect. Don't go out. Go Highlander in the all-new Toyota Highlander. Toyota. Let's go play. Hello, 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 and welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap here on Reality TV Rehab Ups. I'm your host, Liana Boris, and we are here to talk about episode two, the second part of the premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race season 12. Now, first, we have a man whose opinions are always valued, Brent Walgamont. Brent, how are you? Who's ready for some pie? No one, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. We will definitely get into all of that at the start of the show. We want to address it right away. Uh, But first, let me bring in a man who is Amon, just Amon. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) I am well. I'm glad to be back for episode two. It's starting to kick off. And yeah, you know, some unfortunate things have come up, but. We'll get into it. Exactly. So let's not bury the lead. Let's get right into it. Sherry Pie has been disqualified from RuPaul's Drag Race. At the beginning of the episode, there was a card that was displayed. It's also been added to the first episode, I believe. Uh, And I will just read exactly what it says. This is the statement from VH1 and World of Wonder. In light of recent developments and Sherry Pie's statement, Sherry Pie has been disqualified from RuPaul's Drag Race. Out of respect for the hard work of the other queens, VH1 will air the season as planned. Sherry Pie will not appear in the grand finale scheduled to be filmed later this spring. So this was a story that was uh, had been on Facebook, I think, for a while, but was finally published by BuzzFeed News. Essentially, uh, Sherry Pie had been catfishing over several years via email uh, several uh, young actors. She posed as a casting director who led them to submit embarrassing audition tapes of themselves doing and saying degrading things. So you can check out that article. It exists. VH1 responded really quickly. I think within the day they had posted that Sherry had been disqualified and was not invited to the grand finale. So uh, that's a situation that we're having to deal with. I have been keeping a close eye on what VH1 has been doing. They deleted her from all promo pics. They photoshopped her out of the cast photo and she's gone from all the drag con stuff. The Pit Stop, which is the official review with Bob the Drag Queen and Peppermint was on this week, didn't address her, didn't talk about her at all. So that's a situation uh, that we have. Brent, I know that you have some strong feelings about this. How do you feel? Well, I uh, it's not a surprise that we are not totally in agreement on this, although I certainly respect Liana's uh, 
uh, decision uh, of her own self to not talk about Sherry Pie and not include her in the podcast. Basically, Liana has proposed before we started the recording today to not or to follow the lead of VH1 and World of Wonder and just not talk about Sherry Pie. My contention, however, is that she's on the episode and I find it hard to talk about a show that I know and love, especially if this contestant in particular. It's, I mean, it's look, let's be real. It's not it's not like she's going to be out next week. OK, she I'm going to give you a spoiler. She ain't out next week. So she's going to be around a while. And I really think we're in a really sucky situation and it sucks all around. But I don't know how to handle it other than to talk about what I see. And I know that she's going to be a part of all these teen challenges and things that happen and some of the drama on the show. She's a queen who has an opinion and likes to talk. So, and they even used her as one of the narrators for this episode, although I will give them a bit of a pass on that because it, I'm sure this episode was already in the can when all of this broke like a day before and they couldn't do anything. So maybe in the future, other episodes will be redone, reshot or I'm mean, not reshot, but reedited and uh, we'll have a different product that we're looking at. And maybe then she won't become as much of a part of the story. But I think that I have to talk about Sherry. And I guess it probably starts with the fact that I'm going to give you a spoiler alert from the beginning. My main opinion would be that as far as Sherry goes, she's an absolute troll and pervert. I mean, let's be real about what happened here and the amount of planning that it apparently took. But listening to the people who are have basically me tooed Sherry Pie out of RuPaul's Drag Race, it's like the end of the world happened to these men in the article. And I'm like listening to them and these fucking idiots. And they're like, yeah, like I sent like 30 videos to some person on the other end of the Internet who I didn't know I had never even met in real life. And I did sexually suggestive things and I even like took off my clothes and jacked off like what kind of a freaking idiot are you that you would do that for a job to not think, you know what, there's probably this is probably not on the up and up. So yeah, if I'm 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 a, I'm a little victim blaming here. That's kind of where I am on this, and I guess that shouldn't surprise people. Uh, Amon, do you have any thoughts you want to share? <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, it's a few. <laughs> I don't know how you follow up with that. I mean, I just I also want to say that everybody's opinions are their own on the panel. We all have varying opinions on this situation and how it should be handled. So uh, the the feelings of one do not represent all. Okay, so wait, before we go, because I mean, I'm sure the audience can hear your. Uh, to be honest, condescension dripping in that statement. So, like, just go ahead and tell me, t Liana, tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me where I'm wrong that I should be more outraged about what happened here with Sherry Pie. Tell me why I, I'm wrong. I mean, I think victim blaming is something. Are that they victims? Are they just some idiots who, like, shot some videos of themselves and sent it off into the nether regions of the internet without actually knowing where it happened? I mean, there are I power dynamics at play here that you don't understand, Brent. Like, this is a complicated situation. And I think to try to claim sides or something like that is just not, I mean, the, I don't think that that's appropriate. I think that we have to handle the situation with what we have in front of us. And I think it's really challenging. But sorry, Iman, I, I cut you off. No, no I think no, I no, cut no. you off. I'm sorry, I, honey. I, I, I think both <laughs> things can be true. I think that, I think that the, um, the men that were catfished were ill-advised they obviously i mean they were young and they they weren't 
they didn't handle that situation with much intelligence. They didn't seem to really think those things through because just for a little bit more detail here, Jerry Pye, you know, impersonated a casting agent, casting producer um, from HBO saying that they were scouting out actors to be a part of um, a show called Bulk, B-L-U-K. Um, and, you know, HBO is, you know, known for having shows that are, you know, a bit more racy because they don't have to follow the guidelines of network television. So there is nudity. There is a lot of, there's a, there are just plain, you know, sex scenes just out in the open on these types of shows. Um, so I can understand an actor being like, oh, well, this must be appropriate because it's HBO. But at the same time, it's like, would a casting producer really ask you to send videos of yourself jacking off? And not only just once, but multiple times. Um, so I, it, I, I think that I think that both things can be true. I think that you can be very, very young and be very, yeah. you know, not you don't handle the situation very well. But I also think that, yeah, I mean, you're also very, very young and you're vulnerable to people that are that 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 know. Like, I mean, Sherry Pie, she worked with these people. She worked with these men. She went to school with she took classes with these men like she did her research before she went ahead and impersonated yep. this person to take advantage of these people. Like it wasn't, it was premeditated. It was all planned out. Like, and she knew exactly who to target. And to be and clear, Sherry that, Pye has put out a statement, Liana, with this is what really, I think broke everything with RuPaul's Drag Race and World of Wonder, because they saw that this was basically confirmed because Sherry at least apologized for one instance in particular. Right. And, and I think, I mean, uh, so it's, Look, the other part of the situation is that treating a a bad situation with more hate is also not a great thing to do, right? Telling people it's okay to perpetuate like hatred-fueled witch hunts, which is something that Evie tweeted about. I mean, that's also yeah. an abuse of power that needs to be checked, right? So, you know, I think that there needs to be learning on all sides. And I actually do want to point out because we had... um there was a situation in Survivor, if you weren't familiar from last season, and Rob did a really great podcast. It's called Beyond Survivor. Experts weigh in on how to educate about and prevent harassment in the real world. So I will tweet out a link to that. It also provides a number of resources to support and further education when it comes to um, these types of situations. Rain.org is one. The Canadian Association of Sexual Assault Centers is another. And so, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, really, look, the, the point is, is to educate. And what can we do to move forward as a community and as a group to learn about the situation? How do we talk to each other? How do we hand, you know, how do, how do we listen to each other? And so for me, it, it personally makes me really uncomfortable to talk about Sherry. And it was really uncomfortable to watch some of these scenes. A lot of these comments, especially the ones about theater were just, it was hard for me to, to do, so, to deal with. Right. And Are so you... the reason why I'm choosing to not talk about Sherry <laughs> is because it personally makes me uncomfortable. I was kind of, I was going to make a joke. The, 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 the joke that Sherry had in the episode where she was like, so are you an actress? <laughs> exactly. See, like, the, like, I mean, yeah, and it's hard. It's hard. And, 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 you know, we all have to try to listen and respect each other and respect our, 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 I will, I will like to say so, really quickly, just to save myself a little bit that I am not alone on this. There are many people on the internet who are part of the RuPaul's Drag Race community who are like, what the fuck? This is not a big deal. Uh, Yara Sophia at Twitter, uh, Yara Sophia, girl, it's drag. Wait and watch how Sherry Pie will turn this around and make money out of this. Merch. Life is not that serious. At Alexis Mateo, I did enjoy RuPaul's Drag Race last night, but sometimes our own community don't back up our own culture, just like our own gay bars. Oh, well, I guess now all we have to do is crucify the drag race girl for wanting some dick and in, in 
into I think she means until just, we cancel Drag Race and then we get sad things here on Facebook. And then she responded. Some fan responded to her that said, "So, so let me understand. She catfished men to get their nudes from them. Don't people do that all the time on Grinder, Growler, and Scruff? Not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just curious." And Alexis responded, "For all of those who think that you guys are saints, sir, sit back and remember your life. No one is perfect. Past contestants have done some crazy shit too. I'm not saying it's okay. All I'm saying is that this would cancel the show, and I would miss it. By the way, I would like to say just to insert a little bit of levity. Uh, Lady Bunny said." Uh, at Lady Bunny seventy seven, just heard the news that a drag queen has been booted from RuPaul's Drag Race for pretending to be a female casting agent and forcing people to appear in string in a stringless a string of tasteless demoralizing videos. But wait. How can they fire the show's host? And also Bianca Del Rio, uh, <laughs> at Bianca Del Rio, anyone else feel odd sending nudes right now? Asking for a friend. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a difference, though, between the situation that, you know, Amon very, uh, you know, clearly described, right? Like, uh, this was premeditated and was targeted. Right, like, I mean, yeah, like, I have, like, an, I have, like, a bit of, and not to sound like a stick in the bun, but I just think that we have to be honest about what happened. Like, I, I see a lot of people, you know, making the grinder and the scruff comparisons. And it's like, if you, bitch, if you log on to grinder, you know what you're fucking getting. And you know what you're not getting, okay? Like, that's in it. Like, you are entering an arena where you are looking. You are, you are searching for nudes. You are, and it, you are well aware of the fact that there are a lot of gay men that are closeted that don't even have their profile picture on those profiles on that thing. So you don't know who those dicks, who those dicks are attached to. So you, like, it's, like, that's like a bit of a disclaimer. But to impersonate a casting agent when you know these people in real life and you know, right. like, you know, that's like, that's an entirely separate situation. And I just feel like it's not an indictment on the show it's an indictment on cherry pie because at the end of the day vh1 is an entity they are a business what what are they what else are they supposed to do and when cherry pie pretty much admitted to the situation their hands were tied it's like look girl like like i'm sure you're not the only person to have done something like this i'm sure there are plenty of drag race contestants that have done some pretty fucked up shit it just never showed up in their casting and why would it because it's not something that you're yeah, ever going to something else for when you're people, when you're doing this people process. talked about the casting for Paul's drag race and how they need to do a better job i'm like give me a break like how in the world no, would you like, have I mean, ever caught this they operate yeah they operate on secrecy the entire time like they don't want anybody to know who's on the show so of course they're they're not they're not going to find things out like this but like it, they, they, they had no other choice other than to 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 rip her from the show because it's it's either it's either let her stay on the like let her be on the show don't address it and then seemingly be okay with her catfishing all of these men while the story gets larger and larger and larger when drag race already has its own issues with 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 shit it's like it's either stay silent and let people continue to throw tomatoes or just be like look i mean okay like you know what she fucked up it's not a good look we don't want to have anything to do with that. I, I will say really quickly show, that uh, the go. one thing that probably irritates me the most is that Sherry put out a statement and you can t- call into question the veracity of the statement if you want. But she did talk about her own mental health and how she's getting treatment for that and dealing with that. And basically people just totally blew past it. Like there was it's not even a reality. People are just poo pooing it, saying that that's not real. And I, I think it is real. I, I think that the way that Sherry grew up is real. Oh, definitely. That is real to me. Definitely. So I, I don't mean, understand how people like they can just uh, wash her away and not even care about her anymore. I mean, she's still a person like the, we have people. We have a man in the Oval Office who's done far worse things. I mean, you're really telling me that we're going to treat this girl on RuPaul's Drag Race this way? I, I, I just don't feel right not 
talking about Sherry on the show. But, you know, I'm, I know there's people who are screaming into their phones right now who are, do not agree with me. Go ahead, I'm on. No, I mean, I, and I get it. Like, it's, 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 it's a very dicey situation because, I mean, you, growing up gay is, it's, it's hard and it comes with its own battles and struggles. Where did you grow up gay, and, and, and you grew up gay, black in Philly, right? Yeah. In Pittsburgh, oh yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's like, I, I mean, I can, on you. one hand, I can sympathize with what Sherry, <laughs> I can sympathize with what Sherry may have been going through. But also, like, let's not forget that she wasn't that young. Like, she was in her 20s. Like, she was, like, she was, like, 21, 22. Like, you know, right from wrong at that age. Like, even, oh my even, God. At, like, I know. and it's not like, I mean, you're, and you're, you're, you're growing up as a gay person in this day and age. And it's not perfect, but it's damn near not like what it used to be, like, 50 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's like, you have to, I mean, while and I think I think that I think what people are struggling with right now is learning how to talk about the situation, the situation because of the fact that VH1, because like I said, VH1 is an entity. They are a business. They had no choice other than to distance themselves from the situation. That is what they have to do as a brand to, to protect your brand, to protect your money. That is what you do. What we do, how we decide to handle the situation is completely separate from that. You don't have to go to VH1 and be like, well, they said they're they're not going to talk about the bitch. So fuck her. Like, she's done. She's dead to me. You don't have to do that. You're allowed to have a conversation. You're allowed to have mixed feelings. You're allowed to have you're allowed to, like, have nuance, enter the conversation and talk about it with your friends and your family. That is what it is there for. So I, I can I sympathize with, you know, not wanting to just completely, you know, you know, erase her from the conversation because i mean it, it, it is the reality i mean it's, it's there you know, it really there, sucks too season, because the other thing do. is that like if she just got the boot like normal then i don't think vh1 puts out a statement here i i think that they just allow right. things to run their natural course and then when she eventually face plants like alexis michelle who the audience didn't like by the end of her run and they, we get rid of her then it's like girl bye yay she's out but given that they put this statement out how she's not going to appear at the grand finale and all that I mean, it says to me, I think she probably goes pretty far here. I, 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 I what, what, yeah. Is that yeah. how you feel, Amon? And I don't know any spoilers, but that's how I, I feel based on this statement. I think that that, I, th- I think that that's probably the case. I think the fact that she probably makes it to the finale and because disqualify, you can't disqualify someone that's already been eliminated. So I think what they're saying right now is we don't want to tell you exactly what happened because we don't want to spoil the season, but she's sort of like left us no choice. So we have to, because of the fact that she is, at the finale and therefore she could potentially win we just want to go ahead and say right now that that's not going to happen she's out which means that they probably have to refilm the finale they probably have to bring whatever whoever the queens that were that came in fifth and sixth they probably are now in the top four and everything gets shifted up and it's just it's just a messy situation all around so it's very unfortunate and like i just i don't know like i i I think that vh1 is just they're doing what they have to do and how we follow suit is up to us. I, I, you know, I obviously I don't, you know, I don't condone anything that Sherry did. I sympathize with the mental health issues. I get it. I like, I like got bitch. I get it. But you know, right from wrong is right from wrong. And you know, these are the consequences. And like, it, it just sucks to me because that spot could have gone to somebody else. Cause like Sherry pie didn't like, this didn't happen in a vacuum. Like she knew what the fuck she was, what she did. She probably got cast on the show, started getting ready for the show, 
knew that there was a potential that all of this stuff could come out because all of the like she did it to like i think it's eight people have come forth so far that have said yeah she did the exact same thing to me so she knew a shitstorm was coming and she allowed herself to be on the show had the time of her life did fucking well (laughs) and then came back did press all of that knowing that this could potentially pop off and said nothing so it's like girl like you 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 got the experience that you wanted you got to be on rupaul's drag race and now this is the consequence that you have to face for the actions that you've taken and that's just how the cookie crumbles. You know, that's, it is what it is. Well, Liana, yes. I have to tell you that um, at, um, Monet Exchange said, can you imagine if there's a real Allison Mosey out there? She's probably gagging. <laughs> <laughs> Monet. um yeah i i mean look this is uh this is a complicated situation and i'm happy that we were able to sort of talk through and and give a perspective from where we're all coming from because i think we all view the situation differently and i think that that is reflective of also the audience the people who are watching the show the people who are talking about the show uh that there is not necessarily one right or wrong way to to view this oh i'm sure there's some people at home who are listening saying there is a right and wrong way to view the situation (laughs) And Brent's is not it. Like, I can hear you now. But, like, we all come from it from uh, different experiences and a different worldview. And, you know, me growing up gay in Indiana in the Midwest and not being sure of how to express myself and doing it in really dumb ways. Like, oh, Sherry. I mean, like, I know the consequences are sucking and they it really sucks that this happened. And I, I don't even like it. But it's 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 I think VH1 did what they had to do in terms of a corporate entity and how big drag race is right now. So basically I, I'm just, I'm really bummed that this ruined my season, man. Cause this season was so, it was yeah. starting so great. It was very promising. Oh, yeah. God. yeah. Well, and I, I think that that's something that I'm, you know, I'm going to try to be like just Jan. I want to try to be as positive as possible. And I want to be able to mm-hmm. enjoy the amazing Queens that we have on this season. I mean, Oh my God, I love them all, uh, you know, and, yeah. and there's so many good looks. There's so many good performers and, and, you know, look, we're going to deal with this together. We're going to move forward together and, you know, we're going to, we're going to handle this the best way that we can. Okay. So we're, we're going, yeah. we going to try. And <laughs> speaking <laughs> of that, let's, get into everything fun um let's talk about rock rock'em sakura because she was a delight for me in this uh this episode and she's the one that kicks things off first in the workroom. aman uh what were your first impressions of rock I love what she said when she came in. She said, in my Japanese, who knows? Is it appropriation? I guess we'll find out. Uh, and I think she's, uh, she's just, is, she's just giving me the queen that's going to be just so irreverent the entire way through. And like, we'll talk about it towards the end. I feel like freaking Michelle is already trying to come for that. And that makes me a little bit pissed off. But um, yeah, I, I just loved her energy. I thought that, you know, y'all, I mean, y'all know I'm team Japan. Like, what else can I say? Like, Watashi wa, you know, Kinre this. Like, I love, I love the bitch. I just said that she's my favorite in Japanese. <laughs> she is so talented. Know. She is so fun. She's got such a great personality. <laughs> she is so cute as a boy. Like, I couldn't believe it when she de dragged and she looked like that, that cute little boy. I just wanted to pinch his cheeks and say, Hey, how are you doing? Like, oh my God, this was, uh, this was so, yeah, go and ahead. Like, I, and I, I totally don't, I don't get like the, the, the comparisons between Kim Chi and Trixie Mattel. Like her personality is just so far and away different yeah. from the, those two that mm-hmm. like, yeah, even if there is like a lot of white around her <laughs> eyes, I'm like, I don't, I'm not even noticing that shit. I'm just noticing what's coming out of her yeah. mouth. Like 
She's just she's yeah, just I mean, a delight. Like, well, she's like, we're here to talk about the positives and her coming into the workroom. But yeah, like, I, I was so was so on board with with Rockham, uh, and that's how I'm going to refer to her from now on. Because I always think about when I when I hear her name is Rockham Sockham, like that's what I think about. <laughs> um, so uh, I agree with uh, Michelle though about the eye makeup. Like it's been one episode and we've seen four looks, and uh, I'm a little over it already. Like I, I I'm I'm hoping that she can change it up a little bit and give us a little bit of a different look for the makeup but uh, as far as her entrance look and uh her oh my overall feelings about her coming out of this episode it was a plus 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 oh my god her mm-hmm. her running around the workroom was just so fun like climbing up on the stairs and rolling out over on the tables and everything it was just really lovely she's so adorable and so positive and we got to learn a lot about her you know during this during this <laughs> episode oh my gosh with like her mom being a meth addict and stuff like that was insane not insane uh, <laughs> insane and so it was happy that happy that we get, got to know her I hope she sticks around but yeah like uh, you alluded to Amon the judges don't seem to be um, as high on her but I loved her to death alright Dahlia Sin um, from the house of Aja our look queen Brent what did you think about Dahlia I mean like, oh, like again she's gonna have to do something that differentiates herself from Aja because that's all I'm seeing right now that's this looks mm-hmm. like Aja when she came onto her original season uh, was it season nine and like was like she basically needed to be in the oven a little bit longer like she came onto the show a little green and maybe needed a few more years of experience to really understand what performing in drag is like because this just seems like a rerun and i i don't mean to discount her personally because it's not aja it's dahlia sin but after one episode of getting to know her Seems very similar to me, and I'm looking for ways to differentiate her from Aja, but I'm having trouble at the moment, honestly. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like Dahlia is um, I feel like Aja is smarter than Dahlia, and that might sound a little. I, I don't mean to say that like Dahlia is dumb or anything. I just think that <laughs> you know, I think that the the judges were spot on when they were saying like, look, like I feel like she is just all about the aesthetic of everything, and that's very it's limiting the ways that she can express herself because. I just like, I mean, even in her confessional, when she walked out, she's like, you know, like my drag is, you know, better than all the other stuff that the girls are doing. And I'm like, why? Just because you're pretty? Like, come on, like, give me like, what's like, what else is there? And I just, I mean, I feel like she's just, um, yeah, I mean, she's just a little bit milk toast yeah. to me. And I, and I, I think that she's very blah. beautiful and everything. Yeah. yeah. But I just don't, I'm not like, what's the shtick besides looking fierce what is it like i where 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 i need Leona, my favorite much, moment you know? was uh when she was like i love fossey and they were the producer was like who's fossey she's like um he she she he she, he, she i i don't know <laughs> don't judge me I- <laughs> oh that was almost as bad as when none of those queens they chose mariah and knew nothing about mariah's shit for like <laughs> no, that, that, was uh, that was so like, worse you are all <laughs> freaking gay men how does this happen but okay. i would love for dahlia to just sell any product you could give her some she's like oh my gosh i love it it's so good it's so amazing be like um <laughs> honey like these are dog treats be like i love them so much <laughs> they're so good uh very much a look queen very 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 much a look queen although i do love her looks so i gotta give her that uh but yeah she she, she yeah she kills yeah, it i don't know how how long exactly uh she will be on the show uh all right uh, Aman, first impressions of sherry that are on the show 
I loved the dress. I mean, I think that that um, it's you know it's very on brand. I mean, she came in as a fucking pie, and she put the the first uh, prize winning thing on there. So very competent, very on brand, very campy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's like not going to get the blue ribbon this time, though. So I don't know. I look. I thought she was very fun <laughs> in this episode. I enjoyed her behind the scenes. I enjoyed her as a narrator. I know there were some definite cringe moments, but overall, I thought she acquitted herself really well. Like to be honest, it seemed like she was one of the adults in the room, at least as far as the, these six were concerned. Uh, so I really look forward to seeing how the dynamics change moving forward. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I got to say about Sherry. Well, and she's one of our queens from New York City. Also, one of our queens from New York City is Jan, as we learned, just Jan, which I absolutely loved when they it was Jan Sport, but they bleeped out the sport part because... <laughs> Yo, they are really taking this seriously. <laughs> copyright law, y'all. Her her reference of let's play some basketball, Fergie, which Fergie said when she sang the national anthem. I had like just watched that video because of the mass singer, because Shaka Khan like messed up the national anthem, did a really bad. So I was like, oh my God, Jan is in my mind. Just Jan. I love, love, love Jan. She's very driven. She's very ambitious, and she doesn't apologize for that. And she has amazing skin. So essentially she's my hero and i love jan <laughs> yeah those those teeth man uh, I, all I, I just keep looking at her teeth every time that she's in the confessional i was talking about the show with a friend of mine last night and he said something that's sort of like ruining my my jan sport experience he said you know i mean i like jan but she's just a little bit too like she's too overly sanitized she's too like cookie cutter too perfect and it's like a little bit boring to watch like i, I want to i'd rather watch somebody else you know that has a little bit more work to do and i'm like hmm Like now, and now that he said that Mm -hmm. to me, I'm like, yeah, I I guess I kind of see it. Like she's obviously been a fan of the show for a very long time. She's mentioned multiple times in the episode that she's, you know, taken all of the critiques from all of the queens that she's ever seen on the show, and she applies them to herself. I think that as far as like you know her walking in, she looked. I mean, she looked like she was just ready to. She's ready to go. Like she had her, she had her her reference ready. She had her her quote ready. She looked good. She had her backpack like. She just looks like she like she studied for the test and now she's here to take the exam. Okay, and I think that that's it's adorable. But now that my friend said that to me, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I do want to see you struggle now. Like, I feel like it's only the first episode. So, you know, I'm not going to you know go too hard yet. But like I am I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see a, a Jan struggle. Okay, that's what I want to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like I love Jan. I mean, and I I find it I find it difficult not to say Jan sport because this is one of the few queens <laughs> that I was aware of. So I'm like I had the same thing as Rockham where she was like Jan sport. She's like no, it's just Jan. So uh, by the way, for people who getting her getting tired of the it's just Jan. Like that's from uh, Will and Grace. The whole just Jack thing from Will and Grace. So that's what that's what they're doing there. Um, I think that there were some young people who didn't get that reference, and I was really annoyed with them. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I yeah, didn't get I it oh, yeah, oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, so yeah, Jan was fantastic this episode all around. I just loved her. I, I really find it. I, she doesn't. She's like a queen, like Miss Cracker. She doesn't have any weaknesses. Like she is just fantastic all mm-hmm. around. I can't wait to see what she's yeah. going to bring. I also do like worry a little bit because I felt like during this episode we can talk about it, but I feel like the judges are not either. They're holding back on purpose because she's like such an obvious favorite that they don't want to give that away or they're not totally mm-hmm. feeling her. I feel like the judges were a little hard on Jan in places where maybe they shouldn't have been. And I can't wait to talk about that because I didn't agree with them. 
Yeah, the judging was very WTF at moments. What the fuck? Uh, this episode yeah. for me. So yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, but another queen that I'm living for is Jada Essence of Beauty Hall. Brent, what did you think about her first impression? I love this bitch. I love uh, that she's like, too. I'm not even a drag queen. I'm more of a female impersonator, which like that's what people did back in the old days. Like oh, old days, like when I was growing up. Oh my God. Uh, so uh, yeah, she's just fantastic. The body, the hair, the shoulders. The lurks that she can turn, how she carries herself like a goddamn champion. I love the confidence. And you know that she was clocking every one of those queens when she entered the workroom because they were they were scared of her. They were scared of her mm-hmm. when she came in. I know that's true, Amon. Yeah, I mean, Sherry Pye said, like, oh, she's a woman when she mm. walked out. So, like, she's she's prim, she's proper, she's polished, she's ready, honey. Like, she just, she's been waiting for it. And, like, yeah, those shoulders, man, those Golden. shoulders <sighs> glistening in the stage light. Yes, honey, I was here for it all. That turquoise on her body, yaddy, yaddy, the hair, everything. The hair. It just worked. Look at that hair. It worked. Ah. Ugh, the jewel, yeah, that jewel tone, that turquoise was just really, really gorgeous and so good on her. I mean, ugh. and she has such freaking confidence. I, I if yeah. I had, if I had to pick a winner right now, the finale's not filmed. We don't know who's in the final four uh, for multiple reasons, but I would pick her. My money would be on her. I, she makes ninety nine percent of the stuff that she has, which you can tell. This stuff is tailored. Yeah, that's to crazy. Fit her body she will excel in the performance challenges i think she'll excel in any design challenges like oh if i had to put money on one of the queens mm-hmm. it would be jada yeah yeah she- that's a lot of talents that like i've never like that's always been one that i've always been just so mesmerized by mm-hmm. or people that can like because i mean she draws as well so she sees it in her mind she draws out this the, the design sketch and then she just sews it like, you know, it's like magic. It's like, how do people do that? So, and then it just looks good. And then she, you know, it's just, it's just all just, you know, it's her. It's all her brand. Like she made it, she created it. And now and she's, she's wearing it. Too. Like, it's like, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like she yeah. has a massive personality to back this up. It's not like she's yep. like the quiet girl working behind the scenes. No, she is out in front. She is taking the arrows. You know, she's going to get into some drama. I love that about her. I love everything about Jada. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Love mm-hmm. her same uh all right on our last queen that we get to meet in this episode is aiden zane our spooky queen of the season aman what uh what do you think about first impressions of aiden i am this actually made me a little bit more hopeful for her i mean i was during the preseason i was definitely getting first boot mm-hmm. vibes and she's still very well could be the first one out um but she, uh, she, I didn't really, I, I sort of didn't like the way that it was edited. And when they were all sort of like, you know, asking her, okay, so like, where do you perform? How often do you perform? Do you have training? Because if that was something that they were, that they, if they were asking each other that, they didn't show anybody else. They just showed her because obviously she's a little bit different from them. But it made me like root for her. I was like, like, get off her back. <laughs> like, she made it on the show just like y'all. Like, she went to the casting process. She had to do the snatch game audition. She had to do all that shit. She She's talented. Let the bitch live. She looks good. She's not doing the same old shit that y'all are doing. Like, it's a little something else. Like, let yeah, her be. I kind of got that. I got okay. that feeling as well. Like, I didn't love Aiden coming onto the show. Like, you know, we uh, previewed her preseason and I wasn't in love with her. She's okay, but I was like, you know, definitely felt like uh, early 
early jury, you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but when the queen started coming for her, though, I really identified with her. I'm like, you know, like, don't be so hard on her. Like, she's she, she's putting on some really interesting looks. And even though I don't think some of like, I, I think some of them were more successful than others. I, I think overall that they were really judgy, really judgy. And I love like we love seeing mm-hmm. a queen like this just snap. Like slap these other queens across the face, across the face with a win, and they're like, "How did she win? Like sh- she can't win. She's not better than me." But you know, you never know with these challenges that Drag Race presents who's going to excel and who doesn't. Yeah, well, and I think mm-hmm. the whole thing about the storyline with her not performing, and then really, I thought where she shined the most was in the performance because I was not crazy about a lot of the looks, yeah. but she emotes and she is so freaking expressive. That face, the way her mouth moves, is actually kind of mesmerizing. Um, and I think that was her strongest uh, uh, showing in this episode for me. Uh, but I don't, I did feel bad for her, but I don't think I necessarily clicked with her in yeah. the same way that I think the two of you did so i think uh, i to be clear think she will yeah. do better than i thought originally but i don't know how well she'll do yeah i'm more on your side of things i didn't totally qu- click with her but i'm with amon in terms of even if i even though i didn't click with her i felt like i was identifying with her a little bit more because the other queens mm-hmm. were so bitchy to her so like yeah, leave her alone really <laughs> i know and like okay just because she doesn't perform like okay you live in new york city her closest city is atlanta and it's an hour away yeah, like exactly. she's dealing with yeah. a whole nother thing like yeah. that's hard right All right, well, let's get into our mini challenge. So again, we have the spring and fall looks for the mini challenge. So uh, do any of the spring looks stand out to you, Aman? I was like this. Um, the one thing that I thought about when Dahlia Sin came out, I was like, "Oh my god, that's Trinity the Tuck Taylor's look from uh from All Stars Four. Oh. Like, it was <laughs> almost like the exact same thing, except that instead of like making the dress out of those zip ties, it was just actual fabric, right on down to the same like fire engine red hair. It was stunning. It was very beautiful. But that's exactly what I thought of when she came out. I thought it was like just like spot on the trinity mm-hmm. i mean i think that the spring look begins and ends with jada essence hall like that was so fantastic that really looked like a spring look to me like the way her hair was done her titties were like rock solid her shoulders like, well, she loves her shoulders man she's gonna we're gonna be seeing them a lot the makeup was absolutely right it was fitted so well the way she walked the runway was everything i also really loved jan's spring look that dolce and gabbana inspired outfit was so tight to her body and so fitted and that makeup was so right she has so many different looks i keep on this i keep wanting to say lurks she she has so many different looks the way she does her makeup and the way she her face responds to the light and i just love that about her and this was fantastic liana Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that I actually actually there were a lot of looks that I liked. Um, Aiden's Pikmin realness look was maybe not my favorite, <laughs> but rocks. The once I figured out, I mean, when she said that she drew the garment herself, that was crazy impressive. Very, you know, she said, I think come to Garcon inspired. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. sort of kind of hard to see a little bit just because there was so much that was going on. Swallows her up. <laughs> yeah, she was trying. Yeah. She was like <laughs> Swinging it around, trying to get it in the frame, yeah. but it just you can tell she, she Rockham definitely uh, is is prone to these sort of big lurks <laughs> that swallow her up, like Ross says, because mm-hmm. like in the, in the runway challenge at the beginning, and then in the main challenge runway, that's all I see is just like tons and tons of fabric, and I would like to see 
uh, I mean, she has a great silhouette. I would like to see it more. So maybe we'll we'll see if we get more of that in later episodes. Mm-hmm. And she had the little like puffs that Chad Michaels had when Chad was doing the election. Yes. Um, oh, one. bitch, that takes me back. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that was really cute. Um, but for Dahlia's, I mean, at least she kind of had that like through line of the fur, which then went over into her fall look, the whole like all body fur number, which, to be honest, I first thought was very ugly. I was like, yeah, for Dolly, I was like, I would never wear that. But then as I looked at it more, I was like, maybe this is art. (laughs) I don't know what I'm looking at. I mean, this was probably my favorite fall look. I'm sorry. Like Dahlia's. This was the Uh one time she succeeded. This episode was the fall look. I loved this fall look. It was interesting. It was uh, art. It was like it was like art in motion. And the way the hair was done, you couldn't see much of it. But like she had these like I, I I love when she took off the drag because you could actually see what the hair was. Like there actually wasn't any hair there. She just like glued some like uh, streaks of hair to her face. Apparently, uh, I I just everything about this Amon was was a hit. This looked like high fashion. It looked like money. It, I she smelled money walking down the runway, and I know she don't got no money, so that's how it felt to me. <laughs> yeah yeah i felt i felt the fantasy i was like actually like disturbed when she de-dragged and then i found out that those hairs were glued i was like i don't know why i was so disturbed by that because the bitch is bald like we see her <laughs> right. in the confessional but i was still like i felt so betrayed when <laughs> she pulled that shit off and she just took it off i was like what the hell is this um but i really i, I did like her fall look and like um uh you we did get to see um rockham silhouette in her fall look you didn't like that one brent uh you know in the fall look yeah, I can yeah. see it now. Uh, this was probably my least favorite of the fall looks, and it's not because that we didn't see her silhouette. I did feel like the the silhouette itself was not exceptionally fitted to her. It was like slightly lumpy to me. Also, the fact that her makeup mm, isn't okay. changing yeah, is sort of bugging me. Like, I don't think that this particular makeup goes with this particular drag. Maybe, maybe you guys disagree with me on that, but I, I would like to see uh, something a little bit more. Ah, yeah, snatched. Yeah, and I'm sure there's listeners who are going to come for me on that. But I, 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 it's so funny because the people who do this, who do the snatch kind of makeup, we don't come for them and say, "I want to see something arty. I want to see something comic-y mm-hmm. Like we don't say that to them. Yeah. But I am saying that's a rock'em. I guess that's because the, that's the default to me. And maybe I need to open up my mind more. But that's how I currently feel about her. Well, I think she changes a lot of like around the kind of the outside. So you have that like white under the eye and then the highlight on the nose and then the shape close to the eye stays the same. But I was trying to pay attention. She kind of tries to change like the outside because especially in her look at the very end, the runway look, she's painted all around it. So it's kind of like all of the things that change happen sort of a couple inches away from the eye. Like the stuff that's around the eye actually stays the same. Mm hmm. I think my favorite fall look had to go to um to to Jan to just Jan. Uh, the minute that she said Ariana Grande slash Lady Gaga slash Kim Petras, I was like, "Yep, I see it. I feel the fantasy. I just love the whole you know asymmetrical type deal. I love I love dresses like that that are sort of like you know just sort of like avant garde but very sleek and posh and uh, yeah, I think that in the long pony, which is very. 
I just I felt it, and I love I, I I loved Aiden Zane's boots. I loved the 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 yarn freaking when Michelle said there's a bunch of tea kettles with that are naked right now. I like laugh my ass off. I loved it. It was uh it was very quirky, very just like I would I, I if I were a drag queen I would like call her and I'd be like can I please like borrow those for like just for like one gig just like one gig I want them. <laughs> I just I, I feel it. like she went to her grandma's and then just got the curtains and made it into a poncho and found a hat <laughs> and then took the tea cozies like that's yeah, <laughs> that's the the aesthetic that I am getting from Aiden Zane with this look. Well, uh, yeah, that's definitely how I felt as well. I will say that uh, it's no surprise that the fall look to me also, if it wasn't won by Jada, I think that it was very mm-hmm. close. Like, I love this look and she, it just already makes me smile because just like Jan, Jada is showing us that she has versatility in the way she presents her hair, her makeup, everything about this look. Like, it's you're not seeing her shoulders, you're not seeing her torso or any boobs. It's just fashion and it is so fitted to her body and so, like, this is just, this is perfection and it looks like money. Yeah, I love the fact that she talks about that. She's like, uh, Jada is bougie and she has money and you can smell it and I'm like yes bitch I can smell you like there are other people walking down the runway who are trying to make their outfits look classier and more expensive than they are but you I can smell from here during my television like I, it's like scratch and sniff I can smell it from here mm-hmm. I mean <laughs> those breastplates are expensive yeah. like literally like those like my a friend of mine uh, actually does drag from time to time and he bought one and it was like over 200 I was like I what love that we, for some fake yeah, titties that we don't see it in this fall look i love that everything's covered up because you know you can already hear rupaul and company coming for her saying you know we're we gonna see that every episode like i could I, if she hadn't changed it up i i feel like they might have come for her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think that yeah. the season's fashion is gonna be a battle between jada essence hall and Gigi's mom because like the looks are just so good and so well tailored and like you said brent they just it just fits her so well and there is something to be said for tailored clothes it just makes yeah. you look so much better when you have clothes that fit you and fit your body yeah. so that was this was probably my favorite look as well although i did love Gian's, um just just jan with the alligator uh very gaga i will definitely. say really quickly that i wasn't really impressed by sherry's fall or spring look i thought they were both pretty weak uh, i know that rupaul said that you know the basically they agreed with me on the spring look they said that it was fine it was okay it was good but it was blah. Let's be real. It was blah. There was nothing special about it whatsoever. The fall look was a little bit more interesting. But even then, I felt myself slightly bored by her. I, I, I definitely think that I would have expected more from her right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. I think we'll be remiss if we do not. After getting dragged a few times this past week about not correctly identifying the guest uh judges on the runway yeah that was me i take full blame okay (laughs) (laughs) this time we were uh great mayhem miller graced us with her presence again but this time she was not andre leon tally and then seated next to her we had um uh sonique playing not carl lagerfeld and then we also had uh raven was there kim chi was there um and oh there was one last person oh it was was, uh zaldi as himself yeah, Zaldi. Yes. Yep, yeah, wasn't was Kimchi playing um Anna Sui or something? Oh yeah, so. not Anna, Anna Sui. Sui. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm a little bummed that they don't get to talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I, I like that they're there and everything, but I will, I want to hear, hear like, their thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Them, Although yeah. Kimchi's facial expressions were really, really great. <laughs> Her one in the background with Aiden's look was particularly funny. I saw a screen cap of that somewhere. I'll see if I can find it. But uh, giving us face, darling, face. All right. Before we talk about the maxi challenge, uh, I want to take a second to talk about um, some affiliate links that we have. So if you are traveling, although I know with the coronavirus, maybe not so much, but if we ever get back to traveling, check out robhaswebsite.com slash travel. <laughs> Bitch, I'm just trying to be topical, okay? <laughs> I read the news. Um, check out, like I said, robhaswebsite.com slash travel. That will that link will be constantly updating with new links. Um, and so if you use them, it doesn't cost you anything extra. We might have discounts from time to time, and it helps support Rob Has a Podcast. So let's also take a break to hear from some of our other sponsors. The coronavirus is creating chaos around the globe, which could destabilize the U.S. economy in the months to come. That is a devastating risk if you are heavy in stocks with no safeguard. Wise investors know to hedge against stock market collapse by investing in gold and precious metals. Noble Gold can help you protect your retirement with gold and silver IRAs. Whether you're a new collector of rare coins or a seasoned investor looking to diversify your portfolio, Noble Gold can help. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com to learn more. That's Noble Gold Investments. The coronavirus is creating chaos around the globe, which could destabilize the U.S. economy in the months to come. That is a devastating risk if you are heavy in stocks with no safeguard. Wise investors know to hedge against stock market collapse by investing in gold and precious metals. Noble Gold can help you protect your retirement with gold and silver IRAs. Whether you're a new collector of rare coins or a seasoned investor looking to diversify your portfolio, Noble Gold can help. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com to learn more. That's Noble goldinvestments.com and we are back let's dig into the maxi challenge this week so the girls were tasked with writing and recording an original fossey inspired jazz number brent what did you think about the fossey jazz number in general not as successful as episode one i really wish they would have switched (laughs) things i i know they wanted to come out of the gate with uh with Nicki Minaj, but wow, I was not impressed with this. Uh, I felt like this was half-assed. It was sort of half done. Uh, I don't even like. I don't even really respond. This isn't my favorite kind of musical theater or musical review. Like this isn't my favorite era. Sorry, Juan. Um, oh, you can go. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, even if even if you thought it was your favorite, I don't think that these queens were as successful as the queens from episode one. I think overall that the choreography wasn't as as crisp. I think the the lines weren't as good. Uh, it got better as it went, certainly, but overall, I I didn't care for it as much. Yeah. So there are often times when watching Drag Race that I we, we see the rehearsal process and we see them like stumbling around, and then it ends up like being a smash by the time that he gets there. And I'm like, how? Like I was like, who the fuck? Came, right. Like what professional choreographer came in <laughs> and judged this up? Like how did this happen? But this was the first time where I was like, oh yeah, they definitely did this themselves. Like, this, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not very. Which I think is it's 
you know, it's obviously uh, is a is a is an effect of the fact that hardly any of them knew what fucking who fucking yeah, Foxy was, which is just yeah. like, come on, like that is like the most iconic musical theater choreographer slash director. Like he won an Oscar, a Tony, and a Grammy all in one fucking year. Okay, like the guy is like insane. That's because like, they don't know who Foxy like, is. They think Foxy is from Chicago because that's all they remember from Chicago is Foxy, Foxy, Foxy. Like that, that that's that's all they remember. God. Okay, they don't. They have no concept of who Fossey is. So that's where the problem is from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's such a it's such a, a fail too because I mean, as they're rehearsing, Jada's like really you know wanting them to 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 to, to take everything so simple and not like not make it too spicy and like it doesn't have to be a Broadway production. But I was like, yeah, but that's like the beauty of Fossey is that it is very simple. Like it's very isolated movements, jazz hands. You know, you move as a team. Like the Fossey amoeba is like a, is a thing. Like it's such easy shit to pull off. But they were just like. A mess throughout the entire rehearsal process it was like just like a, a train wreck. The, what, the thing that i loved the most was when they talked about oh how they're going to enter and all the entrance stuff and there was so much time spent on that then cut to the actual performance and they're sitting in chairs <laughs> and they're fucking sitting down i get I like, it that's bossy, but still like we're gonna spend so much time on that and then they were like no 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 like let's just sit guys like, <laughs> we can't handle that um, but I did think the whole time during it of that SNL skit with Christina Applegate where she's like, this is Fosse. This is not Fosse. And that was what I was thinking of the entire time. But it, uh, I don't think that it delivered in the same way that the performance from week one did. I actually, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is okay. And then I rewatched the episode and I was like, oh, this is much better. But I was watching the episode at like 1.3x speed. <laughs> so it's better if you speed it up. Yeah. The other thing too is that I the order of the queens here was really terrible. Like they started with their two weakest queens right off the bat in Aiden and Dahlia. And you can say what you want about Aiden, and she was definitely emoting with what she had to work with, but I felt like her vocal track and what she had recorded had the least energy of all 13 queens from this episode and the last one. It was so quiet and so boring and had no audience interaction whatsoever. The other queens weren't interacting with her vocally. It was just her and it was so like it was like I am legend where she's the only queen on earth like she was just doing her own thing up there and it, and, and and that's the thing she couldn't fill the space to me uh Aiden I'm talking about like yeah. she wasn't big enough her personality wasn't amazing enough to fill the stage when it was her time to go I just kept wondering like what else is there like can we move on to the next queen and then it was Dahlia and I wasn't impressed with her either. Uh, and I didn't even care for her lyrics, although I'm not going to come for the contestants as much as the judges. Like the judges apparently want to hear a biography and whatever lyrics the contestants had to work with. I was fine with what Dolly was it. trying to rhyme with. I just didn't feel like it was performed very well. And you could definitely tell she was nervous. As I said, it got better from there. But already I had started to check out a little bit. I liked Dahlia's deflating balloon noise at the very beginning of her performance. That was a very I was wondering what choice. that was. I was like, are you like doing the pheromone moan? Like, is that is oh. that what this is? Like, what's going on here? It was kind of strange, but I, I mean, I, I sort of like echo Brent. I feel like it or um, was it you, Leon? They said it was sort of like half-assed. Like, I feel like it was like I feel like these queens found out that the other queens like, did Nicki Minaj and it pissed them off and they were like, well, fuck this shit. Like, Except for Jan. 
yeah, except for Jan. Jan did she she killed it. Her and um and uh, Jaden Essence Hall really did a good job throughout the performance. And I really I enjoyed what Sherry Pie was doing throughout the entire like every time at the end of somebody else's like little shtick, she would it, you would think that it'll be her next, but then like, no, nah, bitch, move out the way, and then somebody else would come in and do their shtick. So it was it was really, really cool. I loved freaking uh Rock'em Sakura's bit. I loved everything. The high kick into the fart. It was is my bread and butter, okay? Like it got me. I was the targeted demographic for that. I don't care if it's fart humor and it's low brow. It was funny and it was acrobatic, and I won't hear anything against it. Um, I I liked rock as well. I you know like I think Brent, we've talked about this, but like this type of humor is like not. It's not like my thing. No, but I don't feel like why were they were so mean to her about the whole? Yeah, they were thing? like they were definitely coming for her about this. Yeah. Like I'm like oh, so we've had other queens do like other things in the history of Drag Race that they've talked about on stage, and all of a sudden like one and it wasn't like she belabored the point. It was just like one little joke, and she did it right on it cue. Funny. Like it was mm-hmm. it was so well done with the timing of it. She had like the little fart noise and it was like and then like she like squatted down and it was it was so funny oh my god it was so funny like i think the judges were just mad that rockham like basically came for the lip sync from a character standpoint like it wasn't mm-hmm. about rockham sakura it was about some character mm-hmm. that she played and that's not what the judges were looking for so that's why i think she might have not been as successful as we thought she were what she was um i thought jada essence hall was absolutely spectacular jan so amazing the way she moved on the stage and her energy but i will have to say though sherry pie did a fantastic job in this challenge like if i hated i I really didn't like what she did in the runway but on the main stage she just lit up a room to the point where i was with them on in terms of like it was such a funny bit like every time you thought it was going to be sherry and then it wasn't and then when it finally was her it was so funny and so well done and that we can talk Mm -hmm. about the runway but like overall i thought this performance was a smash I think another thing about Rock, just to go back real quick, was she was also doing sort of a lot in the background. And I think that it was almost a little distracting at times. So maybe that's where some of the negative criticisms could also have come from. She was doing like some crazy kicks. I mean, not that it wasn't entertaining, but it didn't necessarily make it cohesive. Although, you know, like we talked about, not like this was the best performance in general uh, for this whole group. But I think my two favorites were Jada and Jan. I think Jada's lyrics. I agree. were the best and as one of the judges said she's just so fun to watch and it's so fun to watch her move and Jan we get of course the move over Marsha reference so if anybody's keeping tally <laughs> let's start <laughs> counting um, but I would have to say yeah those two are definitely my favorites um, I agree. Let's, uh, let's talk quickly about the judges because we didn't talk about them. Our guest judges this episode were Thandy Newton and Robin. Brent, did you have any thoughts about our guest judges? I mean, they were fine. Uh, bitch, I didn't know who Robin is. I'm sorry. I'm a gay man who's 45 years old. I don't know who the fuck this bitch is. I, I've never seen her before. Wow. Did she record a, a song <laughs> that I should know about? Like, I know who Thandy <laughs> Newton is, okay? I keep dancing on my own. Yeah. Yeah. That song. That's like her major one. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get it. <laughs> no. She's no. Swedish. Wow. <laughs> okay. Don't fucking crowd, bitch. Uh, okay. Well, this is a, an introduction to Robin for Brent. Robin. Um, you, know when, um, you know when we were, I'll be, can I be really honest? Okay. So, you know, last week when we were talking and we were like, okay, the guest judges next week are blank and blank. You said it was like, 
Amon was like, it's Robin and Thandie Newton. Like, I thought it was like Robin Thick, okay? <laughs> because, uh, because uh, like what? the way Amon said it, like I felt like like he was about to say the last name, but then he like changed course in midstream of the sentence, and then like decided not to. Like we just assume we we know who the Robin is in the in the thing because I've never heard of this Robin before. It's apparently spelled R O B Y N, which I have again I've never heard of her. Sorry, don't come for me, don't judge me. Uh, so like I thought it was Robin Thick, and then you can imagine my disappointment when it was. For this Robin on the stage. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, Robin Thick is busy with the mass Singer, okay? He doesn't have time for RuPaul's Drag Race. See, that's what I thought. I thought he came over for the Max Singer, and I thought it was like a it was like a promo. The um, crossover promotion, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually thought Thandie Newton did a really good job she was as great. a judge. Yeah. She was really great. Robin was okay. <laughs> yeah, Robin was... Well, I'll be real. Robin was pretty terrible. Thandie was fucking great. Thandie had so much empathy and so much warmth, <laughs> and really tried to pump the queens up, and I, I really loved her on the, on the show hmm. yeah you can tell when she's um when when the, the guest judges are actually fans of the show and it's always very heartwarming to yeah. see them come in and actually take it seriously and you know it, it's also like they always get extra points for me i don't think it happened in this particular episode but the guest judges always get extra points from me when because you know carson and 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 rue and michelle and um, Ross are always, you know, making self-referential jokes and puns. And sometimes the guest judges will know because they've seen the show. And it's always like, yeah, like you get it. Like you're, you're team drag race. I love it. So it's, it's great to have enthusiastic uh, yeah. judges. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now let's talk about some tool, which was the theme of our runway look. So first of all, tool versus sparkles. Amon, which one would you rather do? <sighs> Uh, probably sparkle I mean I just feel like tool is just like I mean what else can you do with it it flows <laughs> it bounces it's 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 a it's a walking loofah like what else can you do I mean points to to to, to Jan because she really showed the fuck out um for this runway but yeah, definitely. I would have to choose Sparkle. Uh, yeah, I yeah. would choose Sparkle too. Like, who wouldn't choose Sparkle over Tool? Like, but there's so many puns you can make with Tool. Like, they had, like, I can see her Tool from here. And then, like, when Dahlia came out, Rue was like, now Dahlia's Tool is red and engorged. I believe there's mm-hmm. an ointment for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did feel i i kind of felt bad for the queens in this episode because i was like okay so group one gets Nicki minaj they get a better song and they get sparkles and then this group gets sandy newton and robin which fine but then they get the fossey number and tool and i was like i'm i'm so sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry all right well let's talk about aiden's so she was living her lime green princess fantasy brent what did you think about aiden's look uh, Aiden's look overall. Uh, I mean, I, I thought that she wasn't as successful on the runway. Like, the, I, 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 I'm trying to get behind this look. I think there's a, there's a thought and a point of view. So points for that, okay? But I I felt like it was so monochromatic to the point where it just also swallowed her. Like I didn't, even though it was very fitted around the waist, I felt like I couldn't see some of the structural. Uh, uh, accomplishments in this dress and even though i felt like she was trying to give us a different look than what she gave us from the runway and even during the lip sync challenge itself i i wasn't as impressed by this uh, i'm on what did you think once again another lime green dress with a red wig <laughs> like what's going yeah. on but um 
I, I mean, I liked it. I, I appreciated the fact that it was a little bit more glam, a little bit more true. fashion. And she's, I mean, and she said, she was like, look, like, I already know people are going to say about me. They're going to call me the spooky queen. They're going to say that I'm only, you know, here to, to, to be Dragula. But I can be pretty too. And let me show you real quick. Um, but then again, I feel like next next week she's going to go right back to being spooky. But she just had to let bitches know. She just had to let bitches shut up for a second. So I liked it. I thought, I mean, like I said, like Tool is, there really isn't much that you can do with it. So I'm I'm not, I can't really be too hard on any of the queens for this particular mm-hmm. runway. I think it was hard because it, it uh, gave me a little bit of sort of the like, uh, I don't know, uh, nighttime, like overcoat sort of look. I, I, I don't know. I didn't exactly know what I was looking at. Yeah. And I get your point about how it kind of swallowed her up, even though Rockham's Sakura's was literally like, what, a thousand yards of freaking tool. But it wasn't bad. It just also... Did it spark joy if I Marie Kondo this? No, I don't think it sparked joy, but I also didn't hate it. So I don't know where I land. (laughs) Now talk about something I did love. Dahlia Sin's look, the red 80s look with those kinky boots, Brent. This to me was Mm -hmm. one of my favorite looks. Yeah, if she saved herself at all in this episode, this was why. Like this runway was absolutely spectacular. Yeah, there were elements of it that were kind of just pretty and it was in you know in some ways sort of predictable that this is the way she's going to go, but still she pulled it off so freaking well and looked so amazingly hot walking down the runway with that wig and that makeup and that body. Everything about this was so freaking fantastic, Dahlia. Like I'm hoping we get more of this, but I'm afraid we're going to get more of like what we saw during the challenge. <laughs> Here is the Rihanna influence coming through again. Like it's, it's so, it just, it's so apparent. Um, and those boots, man, those boots, I just, I wanted to, I, I want them. And I'm not even a big fashion person, but I want those boots just to say that I have them. I need, speaking of Rihanna, when is she going to be a guest judge? I feel like she should, for season yeah. 13, if there's anybody on production that listens to this, to this podcast, <laughs> get Rihanna for the premiere episode. We deserve it. She's like, come on. But anyway, yeah, I love Dahlia Sin's look. She looked great. And yes. <laughs> well, that and like <laughs> what? Shut Up and Drive is probably one of the most iconic lip syncs ever. So yes. Yes, time to pay homage. Let's get Riri on the show. Okay, people. <laughs> it's, time. it's time. It's time. I mean, you done Miley. You did. Ga- I mean, you got Gaga. Now you did Nick- Nicki Minaj. Like you you need Rihanna. You need Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. You need Beyonce. Yep. You just need all I was just thinking about Beyonce. I was like, okay. Season 15, Beyonce, maybe? Uh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, more like season 100 whenever her schedule finally clears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, they're making their coin. They're busy bitches, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, Jada, Jada, Jada. Oh my gosh. Not Jan, Jan, Jan. Jada, I mean, Jada, Jada. This was so fantastic. Uh, the different shades of yellow in this outfit. And it is so hard to get a particular shade of yellow right where it doesn't look like urine. Like, honestly, this looks more (laughs) like butter. And she absolutely nailed it. Everything about this, from the way the tool uh, contrasts with the color of the actual structure of the corset and the the bodice herself, uh, to the hair, to the earrings, the earrings in there, like sort of they have like her a little bit of pink with a lot of yellow and then her nails were pink. I mean, she is such a professional. This is spectacular. And it hits the floor like perfectly. Like you can tell she is a pageant queen bitch. Oh, I love this. This was so good. Yeah, it was like it looked like a cupcake. Mm-hmm. Like it was yes! like very, you know, 
it was yeah it's 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 very and i like you know the little space for the leg you know show a little bit of leg there oh man i forgot to write it down but michelle visage made a pun that i did not understand and it cracked rue up when whenever um she was on the runway and i meant to write it down to ask you to about it but i guess i'll just i'll do that after the show but yeah i love the look it was great and those pink nails were just just a the perfect chef's kiss to that, to that yeah it was the the gayest easter ever i think is what ross said yes um, mm-hmm. yeah that was that was really good it, this look was amazing I, I i don't know i i guess you could comment you could say oh it's you know it's predictable it's the vera no, it's wang not. Flip it it. Not. yeah no, not no. the color scheme the color scheme is not predictable the way the makeup and the the light the way the, the, the way the light hits her face is not predictable i mean and also this could have swallowed her up but as a monk correctly points out her leg you can see her legs during this look and you can see mm-hmm. them stomping down the runway like this is just this is how it's done people like take note and watch this bitch she is fantastic I mean, the way that it's cut and the way that the bodice is shaped, the way that the tool comes up is a very different line and just makes the whole thing look so well put together and so polished and talk about detail oriented. I mean, this thing is so incredibly well crafted. This this was like this was the icing on the cupcake that did (laughs) it for me. If I was going to make a winner pick with Jada Essence Hall, loved it. I agree. Speaking of another look that I loved, just Jan with her tool, tool look. Aman, what do you think mm-hmm. of this? This was the best freaking runway this episode. It was perf. It was, you know, it was punny. It was a different perspective. It wasn't a dress. It was like a construction uniform with the yellow jacket and the the, the orange jumpsuit. She had traffic cone earrings. She had a tool belt. She had a tool inside the tool belt. The fucking high heels have ridged soles, just like some construction boots. Like, where the fuck did she even get those? It was a feast, just like Tandy said. It was there was so there was detail. There was something to actually go back and look and be like, oh shit, I see what you did there, bitch. Okay, like she she did it. She did the damn thing. She's a student of Drag Race, and it clearly yeah, here is, it is. I was going to say that Jan is what Sasha Bell, who famously cracked the code on Drag Race, could have been uh, because I feel like Jan has cracked the code on Drag Race. Like she wants to just throw everything at the wall and give the judges everything and win all the points and all the coins. And I don't know, maybe she should have held back a little bit here. Like I don't want her to, but I feel like the judges didn't respond as positively as I wanted them to. And so I'm looking for a reason why like maybe she should have changed something because this is just spectacular. Everything about this look from like, it's like Amon said, it's tool within tool within tool. Like there's tool on it, but there, it's also a tool thing. It's, it's, it's a tool themed belt and a tool themed earrings and, and like with the traffic cones and, uh, like, but even the color, the color in particular is so girly and so fishy and the way she like has a much lighter makeup palette in this particular look with that hair mm-hmm. and the way the hairline works with her makeup. And I mean, I, I, if she could have found a way to like put like miniature caution tape throughout the strands of her hair, I would have like, <laughs> I would have like <laughs> had like a fashion orgasm. Like it would have been perfect, but no, it's, ahead, I, I have said all I can say. Like, this is just, I, I keep looking for reasons why she wasn't in the top two, because I feel like this was far more successful than what Sherry did on the runway, which 
I think I've seen before. Like, I haven't seen mm-hmm. what Jan has done before on the runway. Not in this kind of way. Not during a tool-themed runway have I seen something like this. And I love that Michelle pointed it out and gave her credit for it, but it almost seemed like they held... Like, Jan is such a fan of Drag Race, and uh, she wanted them to know that she appreciates everything about Drag Race, and she's just taking it all in. And I felt like, in some ways, they they penalized her for that. Am I reading that wrong, Liana? Uh, no. no. Yeah, it was so weird. I I sort of got a little bit of flashbacks to season one. Like it was a Chanel type situation. Like, oh, she's so perfect. And, you know, she's too polished. She's too put together. Um, You know, obviously it's a little bit of a different beast. But that was the first thing that stood out to me. Because Tool, literally the point of Tool is that it's poofy and that it's fluffy. And she managed to create a sleek garment with clean lines out of tool that's a, it's a tool and she had her little tool her little wrench that she was trying to like turn the light bulbs <laughs> with it's like girl that's not how that works but that's fine i don't care it's so amazing <laughs> i'm not even gonna worry about it it was so disappointing to hear the judges be like yeah like stop calm down and appreciate like, like, what? yeah Shut like up. why calm down <laughs> yeah. like you just i mean you just said that you you like there are so many queens that you're always like we want to see you we want to see you we want to know more about you we want to see you i mean she's they, yeah and they gave you. us and, did you hear them they, they gave us some bs like sort of woke statement where she they were like well she's not as present as she needs to be in the moment mm-hmm. and i'm like that's so cliche like seriously like that is that is not yeah, a real that, thing like she's she's right there what are you talking about maybe she's maybe it's just you know a thing where jan is obviously a, a front runner and they don't want to make it too obvious so they do anything that they can okay. to critique her in any way that they can and they just don't I'll want say it to this, be, you know. If Jan is the Ms. Cracker who gets bumped up into the top four because of what happened with Sherry Pie, then I'm totally on board. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I, I hope that it's Amon the situation that you described, but I think, I think she's just not connecting with the judges yet. And I'm hoping that she'll be able to throughout the course of the season because what she brings is so special, and I think that she's really talented. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, like, I'm excited to see, like, sometimes I feel like these judges are lying to these queens, and they're like, I just can't wait to see what you do next week. I'm like, that girl is boring, <laughs> and you know it. But I actually want to, to see what she is doing this time insane, around. it's so. insane, Amon. Insane. <laughs> um, okay, speaking of insane, Rock literally bought all the tool on the planet, Brent. Like, this was so much tool. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. I like I didn't respond as positively to this. I will say though that there was a little bit of like weirdness going on with the judges because Ross was like saying to other queens, like with Jan, she he was like, "There's no such thing as too much drag." And then Ross, like ten seconds later, um, "Oh, this is too much. It swallows you up. I wish I could edit." And I'm like, you know, be consistent, queen. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I look. I think that this suffers from some of the same things that I talked about at the beginning of the episode during the spring look. It's a lot of fat. Fabric. It is a ton of fabric. And I I probably sided more with Ross, even though I unbalanced, I probably side more with Michelle, because I did feel like this really swallowed her and it didn't give her as clean of lines as she could have had had there been a little bit more structure to the inside of the outfit. But the tool around it was just it was like a wad of fabric and a tornado and I don't know. I, I, I definitely got where uh, where Ross was coming from. I don't know. 
I sort of liked it. I feel like this is like sort of like the thing that Soju was trying to go for last season. Like all of that tool. And I, I feel like when she got to the end of the runway, she made a point to stick out her legs so that the tool would separate and so you could see the bodice that was attached to it. So I feel like, you know, it, yeah, it's very, it's very big. And maybe, maybe it could have been trimmed down a, a touch. But I think, once again, it's tool. Like, what do you want them to do? Like, you, it, it, that's how it's supposed, that's how, it, that's how tool looks. And, you know, I don't know. I, I like the sort of like ostentatiousness of it all. Like she's very, I mean, that's just how, how she is. She's just very ostentatious. She's like in your face. She's over the top, extra. Like she's the girl that comes into the workroom and dances on the tables. <laughs> and that is the look personified. So, you know. Yeah. I loved it. Get it how you live. I loved it, actually. Okay. I Yay! thought she looked like a big old loofah, which I think was one of the comments that was made. I think because. Okay, the reason why I love it, because I could see the swallowing up comments, is because the bodice was white. Where there wasn't tulle, it was also bright white. And because of the way that she presented it on the main stage, like you said, she she held her arms up and out. She spread her mm -hmm. legs <laughs> because she was like, I got to show off this dress, the cut of this dress, because it is, yeah, like hundreds and hundreds of yards of tulle. It was so over the top. And I liked, I think it was Thandy's comments where she said, uh, like, you were performance art. And I, I really resonated with that. I thought it was so cool. And, and I thought that the details that she did around the makeup, this is kind of what I was talking a little bit about earlier, where it was very detailed around the eyes and very colorful and I thought it matched with the tool look. I can see the critique, but I think personally I land on the side of really, really liking the tool look. I like the fact that her wig was matching the same, it was the same color as the purple in the mm -hmm. tool, so it sort of looked like it was part of the tool as well. Like, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was very cute. <laughs> yeah, it was so poofy. I just wanted to touch it so bad, like squish it, like yeah. scrunch it. <laughs> um, but I don't know, maybe one day. All right. Uh, the last look that we have, um, Brent, you started to talk about Sherry's look, the raindrop like detox inspired look, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think? Yeah, definitely detox inspired. I will say that her performance on the runway was pretty spectacular with the raincoats and then taking it off with a little confetti that it was like rain. And then she was like, ah, and like, you know, had a whole performance walking down the runway. The shoes are fantastic. I love the yellow against that blue with the little lightning bolt. Like, I think that, that makes a, a great color combination. The palette itself and this makeup was definitely different than what she had done previously. Uh, I, I, I really responded to this makeup in a way that it looked uh, so professional and, and well done but it was so much lighter like there wasn't as much like eyeshadow and there wasn't as much lipstick it was just a lighter shade of palette to the point where it made her look so soft and feminine which like she's a big gal it's hard to make her look soft and feminine but i felt like this did a really good job i love this come on what do you think i you you know, I love camp. Yeah. You know, anything camp. So it, I love a theme and I loved the, 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 the rain confetti. I loved the lightning bolts on the back. Like her, her wig was like a, was a cloud. It was like a storm cloud. Like I, I loved all of it. I loved the big raindrops that were cascading down the tool. And I like that it was so high up too. Like I like that it, you see all of her legs. It was, it was great. I, I liked it. Not my favorite, but definitely, uh, probably like top three. So, uh, for the runway so today. like last week, after all of the runway looks, uh, we get into the lip sync, which is between the top two contestants of the week. So we have nobody going home, which I will say was really 
I mean, it was anticlimactic because we already knew it wasn't going to happen. Like, nobody was going to go home. Plus, you only had six girls. If you're not going to send one out of the seven home, you're definitely not going to send one of the six home. So a lot of the excitement was kind of lost, but I don't know how exactly they would get around Mm -hmm. that. So fine, whatever. But we get into the lip sync, which is Call Your Girlfriend by Robin. And we have Jada versus Sherry. Brent, did you think that Jada uh, should have won here based on her performance? Oh, of course. This is yeah. this was this was absolutely <laughs> wonderful. She did such a great job. I love that for the most part, she did not default to comedy. I think that's a thing that a lot of drag queens do is they default to comedy when they don't know what else to do on the runway. And maybe Sherry felt like in that outfit and that look that she couldn't give us anything more than what she did. But I felt like Jada was in it to win it from the start. She had a plan. She had a reveal. She was ready to go. She gave us heartfelt lyrics. It was, it was from her soul. I felt like we got that lip sync from her and it like the $5,000 was totally icing on the cake. This was, this was just out of this world. I yeah, I always wonder about the lip sync sometimes. Cause I know for, um, for all stars, they're allowed to switch out their looks um, if they're going to be in the bottom or if they're in, right. guess, in that case in the top. Um, but I don't you don't really see that happen a lot of the time in the regular season. So I'm wondering, it's like there's there a rule against changing your outfit because there are some, you know, there's times when like the theme of the runway is, you know, calls for some pretty ostentatious shit, like and calls for like some really high art pieces that you wear. And so like, sometimes these queens, they don't want to fuck up all of that right. fashion for the sake of a lip sync. You know, even if it's to, to save themselves, like it, you're still, you know, that's still like your You put money and time into those looks. Like I always wonder, like, are they allowed to switch? Because maybe if she had worn something different, maybe Sherry would have given us a little bit more. I mean, I still think that she did a pretty good job considering what she, you know, the, you know, the, the comedic effect or whatever the hell. But yeah, if obviously, you know, Jada, Jada was she she turned it out she you know she's just gonna be she's gonna be a lip sync assassin she will be yes jada come through jada Uh, (laughs) and that's why this is again another reason i was like if they do the final four again with the lip syncs this girl is amazing Mm -hmm. and just somebody to to look out for i think in terms of the logistics amount of changing clothes and stuff for the uh the all-star seasons they actually go back to the workroom because they have to do all of the deliberations and they talk to each other and then they do the thing where they pick the That's lipsticks right. and that kind of thing. Whereas for this, they just go backstage, which is where they do the filming of the untucked. Because I think for all-star seasons, we don't have the untucked. So I think that that's sort of part of the reason yeah. they're around all their stuff and they can change. Whereas this, yeah, they, they can't really yeah. do it. So I think it just has to do with that, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, then I guess, yeah, like I guess if you're like, you're a fan of the show... I guess uh, I wonder if there's any queens that have ever like (laughs) I was ready to motherfucking lip sync. I was ready to do so or whatever. that. Right. Right. So I I wonder if some of these queens into every fucking runway look that they bring, they incorporate some sort of like reveal just Mm -hmm. in case so they could be prepared to motherfucking do so. (laughs) Oh, so good. All right. Well, that uh, really wraps up what we have here in the episode. Uh, Do you guys have any other thoughts you want to talk about before we dress, I guess, a little bit of untucked, although there wasn't that much that was going on? Yeah, there wasn't that much going on. Uh, Like, uh, uh, you know, I... This this is this really sucks overall, you guys. Like the whole sherry pie thing, um, everything about it. Uh, I, I hate the fact that if she's not going to be a part of the season, I hate the fact that she's on the show. Like I, I, I I'm hoping that in future episodes they can just edit around her in some ways. I mean, I don't know how much that's possible. Like again, how are you? How the hell do you edit around her in this episode? She was in the goddamn lip sync. 
<laughs> like, mm-hmm. how are you? Yeah. Like, what if she won? What can you imagine the response if, if she won the lip sync, which you know at some point she's probably going to send a bitch home? So, mm-hmm. uh, it's just bites. God damn it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And I, you know, I, 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 that was like my main gripe with the whole thing, aside from obviously, you know, what she did to those to those people but also that it's sort of you know it's just tainting the season especially for the rest of the queens that sort of have to you know be no oh, you're a part of that right. season with mm-hmm. the person that did that like oh I know wow. what I wanted to say um uh, so uh, this is what I wanted to say I know that there's plenty of people out there who don't agree with me and that's totally fine I will say that just listen to the way that I spoke and then Amon spoke and Liana spoke. I don't think that any of us are exactly in the same place, but yet we were all able to hear each other and still be friends after. I think that I have very strong opinions on this, and I know Liana has very strong opinions of this. And and you know, maybe I'm wrong. I, I definitely leave open the possibility that I am wrong. There have been times where I have been podcasting and things that I thought a few years ago I don't necessarily think now. However, I do love the fact that we can expand, exchange a a litany of ideas on this podcast and still be, you know, great coworkers and friends at the end of the day. I love that about you guys. And I, I think that that's just so important to keep in mind in general. Look, nothing good comes from hate or, and, and it's okay to have emotions and to feel frustration and to feel anger. But I think we all need to learn to communicate, to talk to each other. And I, I want to mm-hmm. address this situation. I want to talk about this situation because sweeping things under the rug also doesn't help. And I know that that's what I'm doing, right? Oh, call me a hypocrite. I'm not talking about her. But that's because my emotion that I feel is it makes me uncomfortable. But I'm okay if you guys want to talk about it. And I'm okay that, you know, there are other people who have different opinions, even though I, you know, feel strong strongly about my own. I'm more than happy to talk about it right. and to listen. And so I I appreciate you both and I appreciate the discussion. And, and there will be more discussions I'm sure that will be had throughout the season. And I, I think feel that's like, important to keep in mind. I feel like Amon and I are, are pretty much in the same place where we're like, I'm not going to go out of my way to praise the bitch, but like where I need to talk about her, I'll talk about her. Like, and I don't even think she was that successful in this episode anyway. So like, I, I feel like, like I would not have had her in the top two. I'll say that. Like I would have mm-hmm. had her in the middle, uh, maybe even like fourth overall, actually. I would have had Jan in the top two so like there was definitely a little bit of robbed goddess kind of uh, thing going on with Jan and I I, I just hope that's not a reflection of what we're going to see going forward because if it is I'm already tired of it and it's only been one episode (laughs) with Jan I mean Yeah, I mean, like uh, when I was talking to my friend about all of this last night and he did say to me he was like you know like you know it is what it is and if if you know, maybe maybe she maybe Sherry Pie does actually get eliminated, and then it'll be a pleasant surprise for all of us. So at the end of the day, we still don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. in regards to you know her progression throughout the show. But you know, the rest of these queens, their dreams are coming true. We're we're, we're getting to watch them fight for something that they've wanted for a very long time and you know that's what i'm going to tend to focus on it's just those other girls that that are also sharing the stage because while this is an unfortunate situation like it, i'm not going to let that color my you know perspective on how the other queens are you know participating and progressing because they deserve the respect to have their to have their their work and their mm-hmm. art celebrated just like any other queen so yeah, yeah 100 
it is what it is. 100%. Okay, so Brent, what are you up to in the universe and where can people find you on social media? You can always yell at me at OneLuckyGay (laughs) on Twitter and tell me why I'm wrong. And uh, you can also find me at OneLuckyGay across all social media, but I'm definitely a Twitter kind of guy. I am uh, recapping Big Brother Canada 8, which is a fantastic season. It's just getting started. So much diversity and likability and competitors and hungriness. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited to see how this turns out. So I am pretty busy. You can see me on th- at the round table with Taryn and Melissa on Tuesdays. I believe it's going to be at 9 p.m. or 9.30. Just uh, stay tuned. Aman, how about you? What are you up to? I am Aman Adwin on Twitter. You can also follow me for any uh, Big Brother slash Drag Race shenanigans. Um, I actually will get to the chance to be on the update this week on Thursday. So I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, that's a uh, that's fun. Me. And you can find me on social media at Liana Boris, the RHAP B&B this week with Mike Bloom. We had Matt Lagori as our guest, which was, oh, my God, insanely silly and super fun. The Mass Singer podcast with Puyazin Vakili's out. We talked about the last group of or last episode of Group B. So I think we're both very happy to be moving on to a new crop of performers. So definitely look out for those two things. You can find uh, this podcast and others in the reality tv wrap ups feed or on the drag race feed please leave us star ratings and reviews on itunes and also become a freaking patron of rob has a podcast right oh my gosh uh being a patron is so amazing i've been a patron now for a few years in addition to being a podcaster here and there's so many amazing things that rob does for the network and you know we are just a really small part of it but we can all support and we can all contribute to the amazing content that we get to hear every week on reality tv or ups and the main feed and post recaps and oh my god everything else that rob does plus you get a lot of extra added bonuses for being a patron access to our patron only facebook group so you can yell at Brent on Facebook also if you'd like to, not just on Twitter. <laughs> um, you get extra podcasts and videos and content, and it's just totally amazing. Also, huge shout out to Scott St. Pierre, Scott St. Pierre behind the scenes, and we will talk to y'all later. Bye. This is Rob Sesternino thanking you for listening to this episode of our reality TV wrap ups. Shows like this are made possible because of you, the listener, and the support of our RHAP patron community, connecting reality TV fans around the globe. To start getting access to all of the perks of becoming a patron, visit us at robhaswebsite.com slash patron. Hope you enjoyed the show. The Jeep Celebration event is here, which means great deals on the SUVs built to stand the test of time are waiting. Hurry in before time runs out. FCA vehicle owners financing at $4,750 total cash allowance on select 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo 4x4 models and dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo models as of 3-3-2020 in dealer stock. Current vehicle must be registered for 30 days. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 3-31-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark.